man. Amen. Our prayers also um, go out to Sister Gladden who um, lost a cousin and um, the funeral will be on tomorrow at Pennsylvania Avenue um, in Baltimore, Maryland. Our prayers are with Sister Gladden. Amen. Let me call your attention to a portion of text. Can I read again verses 9 and 10? Can I hear myself a little bit more on the monitor? Amen. Verses 9 uh, and 10. Um, we read from John chapter 2 verses 1 through 11. Amen. Thank you. Um, verses 9 through 10. It says this in the NIV version. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He didn't realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first. Then the cheaper wine, after all the guests have too much to drink. But his disciples, excuse me, but you have saved the best. You have saved the best till now. I want to share with you, Union Wesley, a simple thought. And the simple thought is this. The best is yet to come. Amen, somebody. The best is yet to come. Amen, somebody. Listen, I ain't talking about me now. I'm talking about Jesus, all right? Uh, the best is yet to come. Can you say that with me? The best is yet to come. Amen. Come on, let me, let's go to work on this one, Union Wesley. Have you ever made plans in your life in terms of what you wanted to do? Again, you, you made plans for your life of what you wanted to do. It's a sad life that doesn't ever make any plans for what you want to do. So again, I ask the question, have you ever made plans in your life in terms of what you wanted to do? Amen? Anybody ever made plans about where you wanted to go? Have you ever made plans of how you were going to get there? For some of us, our lives are full of plans. Plans that took an abrupt detour or were blown off course because of something unexpected that popped up in our life. We did not anticipate it. We did not plan for it. But hear me, just because we don't anticipate it and just because we don't plan for it does not mean it ain't going to happen. Unexpected things happen. Hear me. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? Whatever you do, don't give up on your plans. Don't give up because it seems like 
What you plan for is on hold. Please understand today that just because your plans have been um, layovered for a moment does not mean that it ain't going to happen. You and I must understand that with God, the best is yet to come. There are times when God decides to step beyond prescribed and predictable moments and do some extraordinary and unbelievable things. Doesn't matter what our plans are. Sometimes God steps beyond the prescribed and the predictable or the planned moments. Because God wants to do something extraordinary. God wants to do something unexplainable. God wants to do something remarkable. God wants to do something amazing, unbelievable, uncommon, rare, memorable, and unforgettable. And sometimes God has to step or he has to alter our plans so that he can do something extraordinary or something bigger than what you had plans for. Please understand that God's plans for your life is bigger than any plans you and I could ever have for our life. Sometimes God has to allow some things to happen that, hear me, that we don't like and that we don't want so that God can do something extraordinary and unbelievable. Hear me, Union Wesley, the best is yet to come. Sometimes God does some things we don't like and that we don't want so that God can do extraordinary and unbelievable, unfathomable things. The frustration with God is just when you think you got God figured out, God has a way of doing something, doing it in a way that you never would have imagined God would have come this way and God would have done it like this. I mean, come on, we think we got God figured out. And I wonder if that's God's way of saying, you can't ever figure me out. He says, I am God and I'll do it this way this time, but you better watch out. I'll come another way another time. Hear me, the God that we serve is unpredictable. We cannot determine how God is going to function. God will always choose how he operates and what he does to fulfill his plans and his purpose for our life. Hear me again. The best is yet to come. This particular text is in Canaan of Galilee. Where there is a wedding feast or party going on. They're at a wedding reception and they're having a party. It's amazing that the first sign or the first miracle Jesus did wasn't, catch me, in the church. The first miracle, the first demonstration of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ did not happen in a church. Didn't happen in a synagogue, did not happen in a church organization. No, the first sign of the Lord Jesus, his power was manifested at a party. 
was manifested at a wedding reception. That's what a wedding reception is. They are celebrating the union of a man and a woman. Are you with me? Maybe the Lord is saying that, that I want to be celebrated at all times and in all places. Some people think that the Lord can only do things one way. Some people think that the Lord can only do things in church. But I came in here to tell you, Union Wesley, God does a whole lot more outside of church than he does in church. God is not restricted or limited to blessing us just in here. But somebody is a living witness today. You know the Lord blessed you and made a way for you, not in church, but out of church. Some people act like they've forgotten how to celebrate and have a good time in the name of Jesus. Listen, I believe in good, clean, wholesome fun. I, I believe that I'm a believer in Christ when I'm in church. I believe I'm a believer in Christ riding in my car listening to earth, wind, and fire. I believe I'm a believer in Jesus Christ if I'm at church or if I'm at work. I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. People are able to see the demonstration of our relationship not by what we say but by what we do and how we behave. That's all right, Union Wesley. You don't have to say amen right there. The first miracle of Jesus was a wedding where the wine had run out. Why in the world would people plan for a wedding party, a wedding reception, and have the nerve to not plan for enough wine? Why in the world would they make plans for a reception and a celebration, and they don't have enough wine to cover the event? Hear me, I believe that some people showed up that were not invited to show up. You know how we are. It says RSVP by this date. We don't RSVP and we show up as if we did. I believe that we got some cousins here that showed up in the text. Some, some uninvited, unexpected participants showed up and they run, they run out of wine. Anybody know anything about planning something? But a crisis or a problem comes up that you did not plan for? Anybody know something about planning for something and a difficulty arises that you did not foresee? Anybody know anything about planning for something but trouble pops up? Planning for something but a snag shows up? Planning for something but you didn't plan for the drama and you didn't plan for the mess? After all of the planning, the wine still runs out. After all of the strategic planning, the wine still runs out. After all of the being attentive to all of the details, the wine still runs out. Now listen, I hope you can get with the message. I know it's dealing with wine, but, but come on y'all. Let's, let's hear what the Lord has to say in the text. The wine ran out. Jesus' mother Mary must have been made or she is made aware of the wine running out we see that in verse 3 she's made aware of it Mary must have been close to the family 
or she must be a close family member. I say that she must be close to the family, a family friend that's real close, or she must be a member of the family because Mary is made aware of the predicament or the situation. Hear me. She is made aware of a deficit of wine. She is made aware of a shortage. She's made aware that we're lacking or in need of something. Now, can I help somebody? Where I came from, where I came from, I don't know about you, but, but where I came from, you don't tell everybody all your business. You don't tell everybody about your deficiencies. You don't tell everybody about your shortages. And you don't tell everybody about your problems and about your needs. Do I have a witness in here the morning? You know that you don't tell everybody every issue that you face. Somebody needs to get off Facebook and stop telling everybody about your deficiencies and what's going on in your life. Somebody needs to shut down Instagram and Snapchat about what's going on in your life. Hear me somebody, you only share your deficiencies with people that love you know you and care about you so excuse me if I don't share some things with you it's just because the nature of our relationship does not warrant that kind of revealing or information Jesus's mother Mary must be close She's made aware that the wine has run out. Jesus' mother, Mary, sees the crisis or time of intense difficulty. She turns to Jesus and she says, listen to her, she says, they have run out of wine. She turns to Jesus and said, they ain't got no more wine. Here's a nugget right here for somebody. When you run out, just turn to Jesus. Hear me somebody, when you run out, Turn to Jesus. Can I say it one more time? When you run out, turn to Jesus. Not, not your seat partner, not your best friend, but when you run out, turn to Jesus. Now, let me correct what I just said. Can I correct what I said? No, don't turn to Jesus when you run out. But hear me, when you start getting low, you better turn to Jesus. You don't wait until you run out. You don't wait until you're on empty. But as soon as you notice it's getting low. It's time then for me to turn to Jesus. Is there anybody here this morning that knows something about things getting low and when they got low, you turn to Jesus. That's why I come to church every Sunday because I need a feeling and I got to come to the house of God so that I might be refueled because I'm running low. If you understood what I got to deal with on my job in in my house in my neighborhood I come because it's getting low it's getting low so I come because I need a feeling I don't wait until I run out amen yeah yeah don't wait till we run out but when we start running low that's a good time to turn to Jesus as long as you have Jesus please understand that Jesus will take what you got and turn it in to what you need 
it doesn't take much for him he can he can do the impossible and the unbelievable if you just turn to him when it gets low the text says Mary turns she turns to Jesus and she says they have no more wine and then check Jesus out Jesus says to his mama I couldn't get away with this with Janet Relford y'all no this, this, this dog would not hunt I wouldn't dare. listen Jesus said woman why do you involve me he said my hour has not come listen I'd be picking myself up off the floor at 52 years old if I had the audacity to say that to my mama but Jesus says to his mama woman why do you involve me translation what you telling me for why you bothering me it's not in my sermon but but listen anybody know anything about uh, folk folk bothering you and bringing issues and stuff to you and sometimes you feel like Jesus said why are you bothering me why are you bringing that to me Jesus said why why are you bothering me why are you bringing this problem this drama why are you bringing it to me Jesus said woman my hour has not come yet hear me Mary ain't discouraged by what her son Jesus says as a matter of fact she heard what he said but she still is encouraged he said woman why are you bothering me my hour has not come yet Mary said listen I'm feeling real good right here because of of what he said he said my hour has not yet come he didn't say the hour wasn't coming he just said it hadn't come yet that ought to encourage somebody Jesus didn't say no he just said not yet Jesus didn't say uh, I'll never do it he just said not this minute not this second hear me somebody be encouraged he didn't say no he just said not yet to my hour ain't come yet listen I'll fix it I'll work it out but my hour is not yet again somebody ought to be encouraged Mary then turns to the servants in verse 5 and says whatever he tells you to do do it <laughs> whatever he tells you to do one of the conditions for the best is yet to come is intrusive faith I said intrusive faith intrusive faith is unwelcome faith intrusive faith is pushy faith intrusive faith catch the word is meddlesome faith in intrusive faith is nosy faith intrusive faith is just like Mary sticking her nose in somebody else's situation that you care about she has intrusive faith this situation ain't about Mary this ain't her house this is not her son being married why is she inserting herself into somebody else's situation why is she meddling in somebody else's business 
all you and Wesley you quiet on me right through in here that's all right I'm still gonna preach it amen Mary is a guest at the wedding but now she's managing the moment now she is uh, orchestrating what needs to happen so that Jesus might do what only Jesus is able to do Mary wants the situation to be reversed so badly that she inserts herself into something that ain't got nothing to do with her and I wonder today is there anybody here that wants to see change in some area of your life so badly that you are willing to insert yourself you'll put yourself in it if that means that it's going to change you'll step into something that ain't got nothing to do with you but you believe that if I step into it God can use me to turn this situation around you want things to change so bad in your neighborhood that you insert yourself. Anybody want to see gentrification reverse so badly that you're willing to insert yourself? Hear me somebody, instead of leaving the hood, why don't we fix up the hood that we got and make it better? gotta insert ourselves because listen I just believe this you don't have to believe it with me I believe I contend that if we don't want to insert ourselves then change will never happen and things will never get better until I insert put myself in the situation so that things might turn around. Mary says, I refuse to sit back and mind my own business. We need some meddlesome people who start being busybodies in other people's crisis and other people's troubles and problems. We need some busybodies that care and love people that don't want to see them go out like this, that want to see things change want to see things better Union Wesley I dare you to start inserting yourself I dare you start putting yourself into some situation so that change might happen Union Wesley you've heard me say this before God doesn't change situations so you can sit back, fold your arms, cross your legs, believe in God going to change your situation. No, he ain't. God changes people. And he expects people to bring change to their own situations where they are. He ain't going to do for us what we can do for ourselves. That's all right. You don't have to say amen right there. I know I'm right. I, I know I'm right this morning. Mary doesn't even bother turning back to Jesus. She doesn't even talk to Jesus anymore. Mary's attitude is, listen, I don't know what he going to do. And I don't know when he going to do it. But this I know is, he going to do something. Servants, whatever he tells you to do, I'm telling you, do it. However crazy, however far-fetched, whatever he tells you to do, do it. I don't know what. But I know who. May not know what, but, but I know who is able to do it. He's going to do something. He is going to do 
something to turn this situation around. Amen, somebody. Somebody needs to celebrate the fact that the God that we serve is going to do something. Amen. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how difficult things might be right now. Hear me. He is going to do something. Listen, you're a living witness today. You've been through other trials, other tribulations, other problems. And if the truth be told, the Lord is the only one who kept us. He kept us until he brought us out. He kept us from losing our mind. He, he kept us from going insane in an insane and cruel world. He kept your health. He kept your peace. The Lord kept you while you went through it so that after you came out on the other side, you might say nobody but Jesus did this for me. Amen, somebody. I'm done, but the second thing, I don't have three, I got two. Doors, just two things. Uh, the second thing that creates a condition for uh, the best is yet to become or yet to come was human obedience produces unexplained results. Human obedience produces unexplainable results. I can't, I can't even explain it, but it starts with obedience notice who Jesus uses for this miracle to happen notice who he uses he uses servants and not the guest did you catch that he uses servants and not the guests some people act more like guests than they act like servants hear me some folk are in the same family in the same house but they act like a guest more than they act like a servant. I said some people act more like company than they act like a servant. Some people want other people to do for them, but they never lift the finger for anybody else. Do you know anybody like that? Do you know, do you know any family members that act like guests, act like company, and they see the work that needs to be done? They know what needs to happen, but they act like they company. Hear me, the Lord ain't speaking to the guest. He's speaking to the servants. The only ones who get the revelation about Jesus was the servants and not the guests. Because hear me, servants don't have egos. Servants ain't competing with nobody. Servants don't want to be served, but servants want to serve like Jesus. Servants do what it is they are asked to do. Look what Jesus uses. So he uses, he uses servants, not guests, but look at what he uses. Preachers, he uses dirty water. Did you hear what I said? Listen, three days in the ceremony, three days, and now we're dealing with some ritual cleansing that is identified in some water pots. Hear me, because at this time, they don't have ceramic floors. They don't have hardwood floors. So people walked on the dusty, dirty roads. And when they came in the house, when they came in their boat, it was dirty floors too. So this ritual cleansing was so that people might wash their nasty feet. 
Listen, this ain't like foot washing services where people announce we have a foot washing service and they announce it because they want you to come back the next Sunday with your feet scrubbed. They want you to come back the next Sunday with lotion and Vaseline. They don't want to see no ashy toes, but they announce it so that your feet might be clean. Not in Jesus' day. When they washed feet, feet were dirty. These are grown, smelly feet that now Jesus takes the water. He takes dirty water is what he does. He takes dirty water and it changes from dirty water to top shelf wine. Did you hear what I said? He takes dirty water and dirty water now becomes the best wine that was saved for last. Dirty water now becomes blue ribbon wine. Dirty water becomes choice, fine, high class wine that was dirty water. What you trying to say preacher? All I'm trying to tell somebody is I used to be dirty water. Don't believe I've been where I've been all my life. You and I represent dirty water. But can I help somebody? Jesus uses dirty water. And if Jesus can use me, Jesus can use you. Let the dirty water say amen. Won't he use you? I said won't he use you? Oh yes he will. He takes, he takes dirty water dirty water and saves the best can I hear myself saves the best for last it was good for nothing until Jesus listen nobody wanted to do anything but wash their dirty feet until Jesus hear me the key to being blessed in this season of your life is obedience God does not bless disobedience. If you want God to bless you, if you want God to take dirty water and make it into something that's able to be a blessing to somebody else, you and I got to be obedient to what the Lord tells us to do. The reason Jesus uses servants and not guests, servants are trained to obey without asking questions. Servants just do what they're told to do. People want miracles from the Lord, but don't want to follow the instructions from the Lord. And I'm telling you, you'll never get the full blessings of God if you don't follow the instructions of God. The Lord is speaking some things to you and to me. And the shift will only happen if we are obedient to what the Lord tells us to do. Listen, you and I must be obedient and not want the applause of people. You and I ought to be obedient instead of having people pat us on the back. You and I ought to desire to be obedient instead of people heaping up praise under our name and what we've done. Hear me, we want to please God even if that means men and women will not be pleased with what we do. I'm wrapping up Union Wesley in, in the Jewish tradition. 
If you ran out of wine, you would be the laughing stock of the community. You would be cursed by the people and the culture because you didn't have enough decency to plan for having enough. People laughed about you and talked about you because you didn't plan and because you ran out of wine. So Jesus inserts himself into a situation that could have been an embarrassment for somebody. Aren't you glad that the Lord stepped in and inserted himself into some of your situations, some of my situations that could have become an embarrassment for us? Jesus made sure that this man would not be remembered for wine that ran out. But Jesus said, no, when you remember this man, you're going to remember that he saved the best wine until last. You're going to remember this man for saving the most choice wine until last. You are going to remember this man, not because of lack, not because something ran out, but you're going to remember this man because the best came last. Hear me somebody and I'm done. There is something called acceleration. Acceleration means speed up. Acceleration means things are going to happen quickly. Acceleration means God going to set it up, make it happen real quick and in a hurry. I said acceleration. In this text, we see acceleration. I don't have time to plant grapes. Acceleration. I don't have time for water grapes acceleration i don't have time for to harvest grapes acceleration i don't have time to put grapes in a jar acceleration i don't have time for grapes to ferment acceleration i need the lord to hurry up and do it right now the lord is saying somebody this is your season for acceleration it ain't gonna take you five years it's not gonna take you ten years but the lord says because of your faithfulness and your obedience i'm speeding up the process i'm gonna make it happen sooner and quicker than it's ever happened before i dare you to praise god for acceleration i dare you to give the lord a praise for speeding some things up in your life amen thank you god that you're in charge you're in control he can accelerate whatever he wants to accelerate people look at you strange say well how did you get it so fast how did this happen so soon you just got the job how are you the supervisor listen uh, you just got the job how, how did you get that loan for that house all you need to do is say acceleration all you need to do is tell him Jesus is the one who made it happen I give him all the glory him all the praise the best I'm done the best is yet to come 